Here we go. Today's daf is daf mem aleph, page forty-one, in the Heligim Maseches Gittin. Okay, and we're going to go back to the bottom of mem amud and let's just go back to the mission. Even though we learned this, but it's going to be a, a quick overview. We'll go back to the mission about two thirds of the way down in daf mem amud So here we go. Let's remind ourselves of what what our sugi is. So Eved, if you have an Eved Kanani, a servant. Sha'asoi Rabbi, the master made him aputiki. An aputiki means a apotehekoi. It's a contraction of this is standing in place of the loan. He says to the lender, this eved is going to be the direct collateral, we'll call it, for the loan. Vishikru. And then he freed him. The borrower who was supposed to keep the Eved as the Aputiki freed the Eved. So, Zok the Mishnah. Shuras Hadin. According to the bottom halacha, Eina Eved Chayiv Klum. Eina Eved Chayiv Klum. We'll see what this means, but that is, the Eved is not obligated to do anything. Now, it's not clear for who, but the Eved is not obligated to do anything. First master, second master, that's what we're going to get into. But Elam even though halachically the Eved has no chiyuv, but because of Tikkun Eilam, in order to keep the world functioning, we force his master to free him. The of Shtar al Damav, and in place of the Eved who's now free, the master sets aside money as the Aputiki, as the Apoitehekai. And that's how the story will end. Again, the master set aside the Eva Kanani as the Aputiki, the one designated to pay off the loan. He's going to, this, you know, this Eved, if I don't pay off, is going to be given. He then frees the Eved. We say the Eved stays free, and the master is obligated to set aside money in his place. Okay. Only the one who frees him writes the document. All right? Now, it doesn't seem like he's arguing, but obviously he is. Otherwise, why is he saying anything? So we're going to have to understand what Rav Shingham Leal's statement of You have an Ebed whose master set him aside as an Aputiki, as the designated payback. And then he frees him. Who freed the Ebed? Was it? Now, keep in mind, let's notice the question. Yesterday, we didn't have time to focus on this. Let's focus on this. See, here's the question. This is Gishmak. Ready? Is it the current master who set him aside as the Aputiki, the borrower, that frees him? Or do we say the fact that the Eved is established as payback to the lender gives the lender the right to free him? Because maybe the lender has enough of a connection now with the Eved. The Eved's the Aputiki. He, you're, he's standing in place of the money I lent, so I can free him now. You understand? There's, there's already a shaykhis, there's already a connection between lender, who until now did not own the Eved, and the Eved, because the Eved set aside to go to the master, to, to go to the lender. So maybe the lender is the one who's saying, I'm freeing you. So me, Shikhru. Amar Rav. Rav says, Rav Erishan. It's referring to the borrower. Shura Sadin. And therefore, bottom line, Halacha, our Mishnah is saying, Ain Eved Chayv Klum the Rabbi Shani. So he doesn't need to play, the, the Eved doesn't need to work for the lender anymore, because he's a free man. Kedarava, 
because of Rava's psak. Yamar Rava, hektesh chametz v'shichur mafkiyah midei shibun. If let's say somebody sets aside property as hektish, or somebody um, sets aside something which became usher on Pesach, okay? So in other words, I set aside Chala as the Aputiki to pay back alone, and now it's Pesach. Sushkayach. What am I going to do with this now? So the problem is, it's Chamash Allah Pesach. Unless you say, listen closely to the Lambdas, what would be the, the side, what would be the approach to that even if I have chametz on Pesach, it's still okay? That's if I borrowed money from a guy and I set aside chametz as the bread, as the apotiki to the guy. Maybe the guy has enough ownership in it that it's not even considered mine. But Rav holds that that's not. Hektish chametz v'shecher. All these things <coughs> remove the, uh, the apotiki. Okay, so the lender until now had rights to the Eved, until now had rights to the Chomets, until now loses his rights. Because, says Rava, the borrower released him, Eved walks away. But the problem is, because the benefit of society, we can't have people pulling shtick like this. See, you can't have people pulling shtick, setting aside an Eved as an apotiki, and then freeing the Eved and leaving the lender hanging with no guaranteed payback. So, the problem is that the, the lender might find the Eved in the marketplace and start being laws on his family. We force the second, the lender... To make him a ben chayrin, and then because of Eved Shtar al of the Eved writes in his own place um, that the value is meant to go to the lender. Okay, now the chiddush over here. There's a big, the big, big to do over here, and that is that once we say the Eved has to give him a star shikher, once there's a document going to the Eved, that's the the Eved should be paying for that already. Because the master has no real bottom line halachic obligation to do that. And the Evid's gaining from now having a hard letter that nobody can ever argue on. So therefore he's going to write himself and his, and his value over to the lender. Okay. It's not the Evid who writes it, but it's the borrower that writes it. Tanakama and Shemim Gamliel over whether the lender writes the IOU or whether the I'm sorry whether the borrower writes the IOU or whether the Eved writes the IOU says the Gemara b'mazik sheibudai when you have somebody who's mazik the shibur somebody who damages obligated property shal chaveroi kamiflagi so here's what happens get ready listen to this case it's not complicated but it's just Listen to it. It's, it's a new case. It's, here's the case. Reuven lent money to Shimon. Shimon had real estate backing up the loan. Again, Reuven lends $1,000 to Shimon. Shimon has $1,000 of real estate that if he doesn't pay back, Reuven can collect from because he has a lien on that real estate. What happens if Levy comes, here we go, and damages the property? So the land that until now had value and Reuven could have collected from now is gone. So let's learn this inside. One holds you're obligated 
to pay the lender, the one who has the rights to the property. Umar Savar Potter. The other one says, no, you don't have to pay the lender. It's not his yet. Okay? Now, if that's true, by the case of the Evid, the borrower does not need to be the one to pay back the lender. Who should be the one to do it? The Evid. Let the Evid write his own value. It might not. We learned about assembly. Amazak Shibuta Shachavere, one who destroys property that was Meshabit, that was obligated to the lender. That is the classic case of Machlaikas between Rashimming Amliel and the Rabbanan. Ula Marmisha Kharula says, who should free this say the, the Abed? He disagrees with the original approach of Rav. Rav says, you know who frees him? It's Rabbi Rishon. Comes along. Ula, Ula says, nope. It's not Rabbi Rishon. You know who it is? Mishichroi Rabbi Shani. Rabbi Shani means the lender. Shura said, then, really by letter of the law, the Ever is not obligated to do, um, to, to do all of the mitzvahs once he is, uh, once he's free. Okay? Now, the reason why he's not obligated to is we know that while you're an Eved, Kanani, you're obligated to mitzvahs like a woman. When do you become obligated to mitzvahs like, a, like uh, a, any other Jewish man? Only when your owner wrote, had the right to free you and wrote you a letter of freedom. Okay? Until that's done, you have no obligation. People know he's free. So I so we take tell the borrower you got to write him a document of freedom and then the the Evid writes a note for his value. It's the lender that writes it because he's the one who uh, who, who caused the Evid to go free. What's the source of Get ready for this. What is considered damage? Never thought about that. What is considered damage? If you hit something and it's not noticeable. Let me ask you a question. You make a little dent in a car. Now by a dent I mean not a dent that's noticeable. It's minimal. Unless you know that there was any sort of contact, it's not there. To a point that even if somebody were to give a look over the car, it's not going down in value. So, is there da- is damage? But it's ain't a nicker, but it's not recognizable. One calls, says it's called damage. And therefore, you got to pay the, the lender, is the one who takes a loss. Because it's not damage, that's noticeable. Umar Sabar, and the other opinion is, Hezek, that uh, damage which is not noticeable is not called damage. Okay? Now, what do we mean by damage? So, when somebody owns an Evid, it's noticeable when the Evid goes free. So that is recognizable, uh, recognizable damage. Over here, the Shaila is whether we should hold the lender, uh, you know, uh, hold him accountable, we'll call it, for making it look like he freed the slave, like he freed, uh, he freed the Evid. Okay, so it's recognizable that the guy is now considered a Ben Chayrin, but all you really did was is create, you're like a grandma. You create a situation where the Rabbanans make a decree that you're obligated to free him. Okay. And therefore, if we're going to take that approach, we're going to say 
If we say it's not Shmei Hezek, we can't put accountability on the lender. So who's going to have to pay back the borrower, the Evet himself? Ula my time, Karaf. So now we have Rav's approach. Again, Rav says that who's going to, who's going to um, write it, who's going to free him? Says Rav, it's the first master. Says Ula, it's the second master. Ula my time, Karaf. What's Ula's problem with Rav? Amar Lacha. Ula will say to you, Shnei Rabbis Karis Lei. Because when we say his master, we don't refer to, says Rav, the second guy is not called his master. Not called his master. He never owned him. He just has a lien on him. He's not called his master. Yeah. The, uh, the second guy, Rav's going to say, the second guy cannot be called the one who's going to free him. Okay. Why? Because he never owned him in the first place. Itmar, we learned twice yesterday. Aputiki, Lachem, someone makes his field in Aputiki, set aside, designated to pay back Ustafanar, and then the Aputiki was lost, not because somebody came and damaged it, but because there was a flood. So, uh, Ami, Shapir Noe, Ami, who was Shapir Noe, Rashi says, that's what people called him. Yeah, so Ami Shapir Noe, Amar Vichan, and quarter Vichan to say, Ene Geve, Mishar Nechazim. You cannot designate different property as the Aputiki. You just lost your Aputiki. There was a flood. Too bad. You could collect from other property. Which means, literally it means Ami who is good looking. But he, he taught over things that don't sound good. Okay, He says that if the land uh, that's set aside as the Aputiki floods... To say that the lender cannot now claim from a different land doesn't make much sense. To targem might say rather be metargem. Explain it to mean where he says to him, "You have nothing in it." Piroin payment ella mizu only from this. Meaning the only time you cannot go onto other land when the Aputiki floods is when there was a specific statement that if something happens, you can't move on to other land. Then Mesader, then we'll agree. But if you didn't write that specifically. Then we are going to stick with. Uh, we're going to stick with the halacha that you could go ahead and take from other lands. We learned the price similarly. You set aside your land as an apoyta heikai designated to pay back, and then uh, it got flooded. You could collect from other property. But if the original agreement was this property and that's it. And I got him a and then you cannot. Tanida Khulant Bryce Zimali Haisa Sadeo Aputiki the Bachaiv looks of us issue. What if somebody sets aside his property as an Aputiki for a Bachaiv, because he borrowed money, or for his wife's Ksuba? Gaivim Isharna Khasim. They could collect from other property if something goes wrong with the Aputiki. Shimwil says, Balchaiv Gavim Isharna Khasim, Isha in a Gavishana Khasim. That if a lender could collect from other property if something goes wrong with the field. But a woman may not. Why? Because it's not the way of a woman to... Women are uncomfortable entering uh, a Besden. Okay? And therefore, when somebody sets aside land to his wife's uh, aputiki, the reason why you would do that is only so that you don't need to be busy dealing with but they did. That's why you did it. But, uh, you know, if, if it wasn't this specific land, it's not like she would have been interested in uh, pursuing the matter, uh, pursuing the matter any further. Okay? And this is, we understand, just to pause here for a moment, we, we, we understand this, this psychology, this mindset, where 
you know, there's times where you, there's certain risks and certain re- rewards that are there. And we really need to go back to the original mahalach that a woman would be thinking at the time of marriage. When they set aside that butiki, that, you know, she would have been okay with it, this being and this alone, and therefore she cannot go after any other, uh, she cannot go after any other land, because she, her mindset was fine with it originally. Okay. Zokta Mishnah, three lines from the bottom. Famous case. Two partners own an Ebed Kanani. One partner frees him. He's now 50% Jewish and 50% Ebed. What do we do? So, since he only owns 50%, so here's how it works. Sunday, he works for his master. Monday, he works for himself. Tuesday, works for his master. Wednesday, he works for himself. Thursday works for his master. Friday works for himself. Shabbos works for nobody. And Sunday, it repeats itself. Three days a week he works and he takes his own income. Three days a week it goes to his current master who only owns half of him. Divrei Beis Hillel. This is the approach. These are the words of Beis Hillel. Beisham Yom says, Tekantam as Rabbi. That you have helped the monetary uh, approach to this. However, he's, this guy is still in limbo. Because he's half Jewish and half Ebed, he can never marry. He doesn't know where he stands as a member of Klal Yisrael. It's 50-50. Lisa Shifcha Yefshar, he can't marry Shifcha Nanis because he's half Jewish. Shekvar Chetzi Ben Chayrin, because he's half free, he's half Jewish. Type of Amad Beis. Ben Chayrin Yefshar, Shekvar Chetzi Ebed. So what do you do? You battle? Tell him to not get married? Yeah, God made the world. And if people are capable of having children, they're supposed to try to have children. The world doesn't create it to not have people in it. We do not create a system of half, half a week master, half a week him, because he's still stuck for marriage. We got to help his marriage. So what do you do? Force his master to free him. But the Ebed has to pay for half his value. You're not just like, oh, I'm free, I'm out of here. You got to pay half your value. Because Basil has to give her Beishamai. Basil ultimately heard Beishamai's approach. And in classic Basil fashion, with their humility and willingness to hear the other side of the story, the other approach, they agreed with Beishamai. And that is halacha lamai, sepratko halacha, there's no dispute. If you have a half Ebed and half Ben Choren, the half Ebed is out, the master of the half is obligated to free him, and then the Ebed owes him half a value. Turn around, the rabbis learn so should we have a shakar Somebody frees half his Ebed, Rabbi Yamekaina, the Ebed acquires his own half, a chumar mlaikon, the chum say, he does not acquire his own half. What does that mean? You're still a complete Ebed. Amar Rabba, Machlekes Bishtal, Machlekes when it's done through a document. The Rebbe Sava, Rebbe holds, He doesn't give her a document of freedom. So Makeshtar, the Kesef, we compare a document to money. Makeshtar, Ben Kuli, Ben Chetzia, just like money. If you pay for half your value, you're halfway free. Avshtar Nami, Ben Kuli, Ben Chetzia. A document also get him halfway free. Rabbanan Garmi, Lala, Meisha, Maisha Chetzia, Eloi. Just like you can't half divorce your wife. A man cannot say to his wife, you're divorced on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. You're married to me Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. There's no such thing. When it comes to money, everyone's going to say that if he pays for his own value, he acquires himself. Um, and 
the situation was where he was half Evid, half Benchirin, so he's allowed to free himself. Let's say the machlekes is as follows: the Marsavar Akesha Adifa, the Marsavar Gzera Shavadifa. Right, the whole machlekes between Rebbe and the Chachamim. Really, right now, what it boils down to is: Are we makish? Do we compare the freedom of an Eved to money, to redeeming money, or we compare the freedom of an Eved to freeing up a woman? Says the Gemara. Let's say the machlekes is the Marsavar Hakesha Adifa. It's better to use the uh, better to use the Hakish of law of. Uh, the hefte line of dasa. Okay, so we're down, then we're going to compare it to, uh, to money. The umar sabak zera shabadifa, and the and the other opinion is the chum are going to say that la la meisha that it can't be done half. That's stronger than zera shava is stronger than a hekish. Says Gemara, no. The kuliyama zera shabadifa. He holds zera shava stronger than a hekish. Shani Hacha, here's different. You can ask a kasha on the Xerah Shava, you can uproot it. A woman never goes out with Kasif in the first place. And since a woman is only, can only go out with a star, maybe only there. That's why you cannot be, uh, you, you cannot be uh, divorced halfway. Because no such thing as money. But an Evan might be different because he could, he could uh, buy himself out with money. So you see more leniencies in how an Evan could be removed. So too, perhaps we're going to say that will also be lenient even when it's done with a star, when it's done with a document. Yes, Machlekes is whether to use that Pesach and Darshan it directly or whether the Torah is using expressions used by people, but not necessarily are we dealing with a, a, a half-free uh, Ever. When it comes to a document, everyone's going to agree that a Eved does not acquire half, the, the other half of his freedom. Basically, that's a challenging question. If somebody frees half of his Eved with a star, Rabbi Yamar Kana Rabbi says, he acquires that the Eved himself owns half of himself. Says the Gemara, Bishtar, who... You see from here that they're arguing by star, by a document, but they're not arguing about kesef when it comes to redeeming himself with money. Meaning everybody will agree that it is possible to redeem half of yourself with money, even though you cannot do it with a star. So now we've got a double upslug, a double refute on Rabbi Yasef, right? First of all, what we just said, the first tiyufta. And that is that Rebbe holds that it works by a star. You could be half free by a star. And here you see that the Chumim hold that you could be half free even with money. That's so so uh, Rebbe Yisif is wrong on both ends. Machleka says both by star and kesef. Rebbe just teach me the strength of Rebbe. Letting me know that Rebbe is going to be makel, Rebbe is going to be lenient and holds that it is a valid freedom. And this is a, a yasayid that we have throughout Shas, important to notice, and that is very often Gemara likes to bring out the, the power of the lenient psak, the power of the leniencies, because it's not so difficult to be strict. If you don't know what to do, you're strict. But to be machmer, kayach de'atera is other. So I'm bringing out the kayach, the power of the Chacham. Says Gemara, why don't we say, um, maybe the, the Brisa should say, 
that they argue about him redeeming himself halfway with money to teach me the kayach of the chacham, kayach the adiflay. We want to bring out the leniency of Rebbe more than the stringency of the chacham. Tashmakam, and listen, the hefte that um, she was uh, she was redeemed. Yachol lakol. What does redeem mean? It doesn't mean that she is fully redeemed. Okay, what is fully redeemed? She's also not redeemed, so she can't be fully redeemed. So she redeems, she's not. Make up your mind. What's the case? Alright, in other words, she's partially uh, free. And how could she be partially free if it's a, if it's a monetary freedom? Yeah? She bought out half of herself, so she acquired half herself. I only know that's true when it comes to money. How do I know that you could be free at all by using a document? Then afterwards, by, by get, and it says, just like by a get, we know it's with a document. So over here, by freeing the Ebed, it's done with a document. Okay? So we know that an Ebed could be free through redeeming money. Hey, no, an Ebed's free through a document. It's a, it's a um, heckish to get. Says Gemara, okay. I only know that an Ebed could be half free when it comes to Kesef. How do I know there's such a thing of a document freeing half an Ebed? Just like when it comes to money, the, you can free him, whether it's completely uh, a complete buyout or a partial buyout. You could have a document also that document states that the Ebed's completely free. Document states the Ebed is partially free. So according to Rabbi Yosef, we'll say, you know, this halach is going after after there was a tiyofta, after he was... Uh, after he was disproven, okay. So the Chum, the, uh, the yeah, the Chum are going to say that there's no such thing as a partial freedom. But according to Rabba's approach of the Machlaikas, who holds you can have a half free, um, both by a star and by money. But the Chum say it only works by money. So according to Rabba's approach. That's the place in El Rabba Reisha Debra Yaakov, the Sefer Rebbe. It's talking about the Reisha's according to everybody, and the Sefer's like Rebbe, which we don't like. Yeah, it's, if, if you're going to tell me it's different authors, we might as well mention that. I'm the Charab, Rabba's going to say, in Reisha Debra, uh, in, yeah, Reisha Debra Yaakov, the Sefer Rebbe. You know, you don't like doing it? Maybe that's how it works here. Ravashi Yamar, Rebbe. No, everything is, uh, uh, everything is the opinion of Rebbe. Rebbe is the only author of our Mishnah, and that's why it doesn't mention. Any uh, any uh, halacha of the rabbanon arguing because we're not dealing with the rabbanon shita rabbanon's opinion right now. Let's go back to our mishnah. Our mishnah says a guy's half free and a guy's half slave. How do you become a half evad? Now that we've gone through all the opinions, so hold up. Some say you can never be half free. Some say you can be half free depending on whether you use one of your documents. Some say. You could be half free always. Let's go back to our mission. Our mission is talking about a guy who's half free. So let's figure this out. Bishlam al makes it according to Rabbah. We're dealing with the guy's half free because of a monetary redemption. 
and everybody's fine with our mission. Everybody would agree, says Rabba, monetary redemption, you could be half free. Then the mission is only Lufishitas Rebbe. It's not following the opinion of the Rabbanon, because the Rabbanon do not allow that type of half freedom. Amaravina, Ravina says, Pe'eved shal shnei shutvin. Now, guess what? The whole Machlaikas is when you have an Evan buying himself out, or you have an Ev- or you have an owner who's agreeing to free half the value of his Evan. But what if there are two partners in an Evan? Reuven and Shimon both own the Evan. And Reuven frees his whole portion of the Evan. That's how you can have a case of half Evan, half Mechairah. Because again, it's not, that, it's not that you have one owner who's freeing half with a document or one owner who's allowing half to be bought out with money. We're dealing with two separate owners. And when there's two separate owners, everybody's going to agree that once one partner gave up half of his ownership, this Ebed is now a 50% Ebed. It, wasn't, it doesn't make a difference through money, through document. That's not the conversation anymore. Hence, you have no raya against, you have no proof against Reb, um, against Reb Yosef's approach that, I, Reb Yosef, you're not going to fit. It's only Rebbe, not the Rabbanon. The bride's going to be Rebbe, not the Rabbanon. So I said, Reb Yosef, yeah. <laughs> and then do a Rebbe, Rabbanon. It's a whole separate conversation. The conversation here is when you had two original owners. So when you have two original owners, everybody agrees to this concept of half Eved, half Ben Chayrin. We will hold it here for this evening. Have a wonderful, wonderful night, Chavr.